Okay, guys, welcome back to E&E's Evening Exchange. Sorry for the delay on the episode this week. I was sick and could not breathe and therefore struggled to talk right and coughed a lot. And that just did not seem like it would make a good podcast episode. Yeah, really not. Which is unfortunate because we have so much to talk about. But here we are recording a few days later and we're excited because so much has happened in sports. Number one thing we want to cover is the NBA playoffs, which we're going to start now. So, like we wanted to, the Suns beat the Lakers in Mm -hmm. six games, four to two. And that made me pumped because that was LeBron James' first ever first round loss in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, what was your big takeaway from that, Ledge? I mean, I wasn't really surprised by any of it. The Suns were the better team all season. Yeah. Um, Besides that expect the Lakers to win by any means so and I thought people that did were kind of foolish yeah and then I just like also just lost a lot of respect for Anthony Davis I know he got hurt and I'm not saying he didn't actually get hurt but I felt like when he went down he had the opportunity to come back into games but he kind of like saw oh we're probably not gonna win or probably not yeah gonna beat them and so he's like I can like skip the blame if I was like if I'm injured I don't have yeah, to yeah. blame for getting beat and it just looks back on LeBron James, not right. me. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That was my biggest takeaway is that Anthony Davis is lame. <laughs> okay. But, so now the Suns are playing the Grizzlies? Is that how they're playing? Uh, no, no, no. They're playing Denver now. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Nuggets. And so far, they've won their first game. They've only played one. Right. So, I, I, I'm rooting for them to win it all. Really? Yeah, I like Chris Paul, I like Phoenix, the city, and my team is not in the Bulls, obviously, <laughs> so, and any team that beats LeBron James, I, I like, so. That's fair. And, it, and it's somebody, like, different and new. That's true. I don't really like Chris Paul that much, but. Oh, why? Uh, he just has always come off kind of arrogant to me. Really? Yeah. I feel like maybe I would have used to say that, but, like, I feel like in the last few years, Compared to everybody else, not at all. It, it's just in a different way, I think. Okay. It almost... I don't know. I guess to me, he's always come off like he's like... I know I'm better than you, but and I'm... And I don't feel the need to, like, go out and say it. Yeah, I just like, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, and then... So moving on from them. So the Clippers ended up pulling off the win, the series win over... The Mavericks, mm-hmm. um, and was that seven games? Yeah, it was seven yeah, seven game series, which we both said we thought the Mavericks would win. Yeah, so because last season, last season even, uh, the Clippers had a tough time with Luca. Yeah, they same did. thing this season. Um, and props to Luca, he went off. He just did not have enough help. He just to... doesn't have anybody help there. Like no offense, Kristaps Porzingis, but yeah, he's not that good. So. Okay, but the Clippers since that game, that series went seven games. They don't, they haven't played yet, but they play the Utah Jazz. Yeah. And I do not think they will win. No, I think the Jazz will play with because that the one. Jazz is the number one seed. So. Okay, and then so another series is the Nets won, and are up 2-0 right now against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So this is the second round, so we're down to four teams on each side, just right. to give you, like, mental picture. So what do you think about that, K? 
can Giannis and the team come back? Or I don't know. Is nobody touching the Nets? The tough thing is, it's just a tough matchup for yeah. the Bucks. I think. Yeah. Because um, the Nets are even without James Harden, and they're still, like, the games haven't really even been that close. I know. Um, so, I don't know, I feel like the, the Bucks for some reason, spent their whole offseason preparing to beat the Heat. They really did. Because they, re- they that's who beat them last year, and they right. were like, we're going to beat them, and then did. And then I just feel like that kind of left them very vulnerable to a different team who just plays by a completely different plays yeah. in a completely different way than the Heat. Yeah, they do. Um, and, and it was way better than the Heat has been. <laughs> yeah, because the Heat was more like a, almost like a bully ball, like we're just going to outwork you. Yeah, yeah. And the Nets is just like, we just have more skill than you do. Yeah, they, they just will outskill you, yeah, for sure. Which is just a completely different game to like prepare and coach against. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely for sure. I, I want Milwaukee to win that, but yeah, I don't think... I don't see it going beyond six games as of right now, unless yeah. Milwaukee pulls off a couple quick wins here. Yeah. But, and then to round it out for the East, Atlanta, who beat the Knicks, is mm-hmm. up 1-0 right now against Philly. Right. That one actually surprised me since Philadelphia is the one seed Yeah. Um, in the East. But, I mean, props to Trey Young. He's been, he's been pretty hot. He has here. been really good. Um, I always forget that he's so young and inexperienced, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I think his face just looks old. But he's, yeah. he's, he's so young. Right. This is his second year, right? Second or third? No, it's it's at least third. Really? Yes. No. Yes. I'm looking that up right now. I thought it. I was pretty sure it was his second year. Maybe it's his third year. No, he's for sure been in there for at least three years. Okay, it says he, um, I'm really thinking it's his only He was year. drafted in 2018. So this is his third year. Yeah, so this is his third okay. year. Okay. Because Oops. he was drafted by the Mavericks, but then they <laughs> traded that to Atlanta for Luca. It was just like a swap, yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. Um, and and the Hawks uh, had to give uh, got on a future first round pick too oh, for okay. Luca. So I see. But look who's still in the playoffs right now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think Trey Young's better than Luca, but no. um, yeah. So that was that was interesting. I think that's something that like somebody um just to round out this like NBA playoff recap. Something that some people have been pointing out is like. The league has a lot of really young stars who are, mm-hmm. like, really stepping up and playing, like, their best game. They're not, like, rookies, unexperienced anymore. Right. Like, they're beating LeBron James and Steph Curry's and, like, mm-hmm. this, like, whole generation of players who were outstanding, amazing, loved watching them. Like, but now there's, like, this new generation, and it, it's, it is fun, I think, for the yeah. fans to, like, see that. It's interesting because I feel like this, like, the people that you're talking about, like, LeBron James, Steph Curry, like... That generation seems like it was on for a long time. It was on forever. Um, which I feel like is not normal in the NBA. I feel like it's, there's a pretty quick turnover, turnover usually, um, like new stars coming up. Yeah. And so, and then something else we want to mention for NBA is just today, the MVP was announced, which mm-hmm. is, I feel like I don't ever say his name right, Nikola Jokic. I think it's Jokic. Jokic? I think. Okay. That's how I've I have no it. idea. That's bad on my part. I'm sorry. 
I think it is Jokic, actually. Yeah. Now that you that. Anyway, so he's the first center to win the award since, since Shaq. Shaq in, in 2000. 2000. And who does he play for? He plays for the, the Nuggets. Nuggets. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on him winning? Um, here, here's my, here's my thought that probably most everyone will disagree with. <laughs> I don't like that he won because I don't know anything about him, nor do I care about him as a player. Because <laughs> on the Nuggets, who I don't care about, I didn't even know his name until like a year ago, and I thought Steph Curry deserved it. And that is that is the hill I will die on. So I just don't think anyone I mean, outmatched Steph Curry this year. Yeah. The the MVP voting is it's slightly rigged to whose team wins more games. Yeah, um, that's fair. So that's, I think, why Steph didn't win, because his season really was just as good, if not better, than his, his unanimous, unanimous MVP, MVP season. So. I know, that's what I kept coming back to. I'm like, but this was, like, better. <laughs> yeah. So the the one reason I was, con- like, I think he had a great season, obviously. Um, Jokic? Yeah. Yeah. But the one, the reason I was, like, mm, is I saw it in the voting, he got, like, 92 out of the 100 votes. MVP oh. and Steph got five and somebody else got two and somebody else got one or something like that and so I was just like I just didn't think that his performance was that much better 87 times yeah. or 87 votes better than Steph Curry's I just no I don't know who votes for that isn't it just like the media and no there's like a select group oh okay there, there is like like a popular vote too and they take oh. that into account um I think Derrick Rose got one vote. <laughs> oh my God! Did not have an outstanding. No, means, not but, not MVP caliber. Right. Maybe for him it was good, but I mean it was good for him after his injury. Yeah, yeah. Injuries not not like 2011 Derrick no. Rose. Um. Anyway, so that that rounds out some NBA news. Mm-hmm. I, actually, we have some more NBA news, but on the front office coaching side that we'll get to later but next I want to talk about something that I think has actually been the most interesting headline to come out even in the last few weeks in sports Mm -hmm. and that is last week Naomi Osaka who is a phenomenal tennis player I think she's actually technically the second paid highest paid female athlete right now behind only Serena Williams which makes sense (laughs) um and she's beat Serena before too um she left the French Open because she came out a few days. So this happened last week, and a few days before that happened, she came out and was just like, hey, I am somebody who struggles with depression and anxiety, and something that really stirs that up inside of me is press conferences. And right. she's like, I'm just introverted, and I don't like talking to people. And I'm sure Elijah can attest this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very extrovert. It wouldn't bother me, but... Like, as an introvert, when after a game or before a game, like, when you have all these emotions, probably the last thing you want to do is talk to oh, a yeah. room full of strangers who just want to get your emotions, like, exactly. to rise and, like, yeah. for you to say something to mess up. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like, makes total sense why she's like, this doesn't serve me. And so she just said, like, I'm just going to step away. And, like, she's like, I might talk to some people, like, one-on-one that I know and have come to trust and like right. in the past few years. But, like, I just can't do these press conferences. I want to still play and I want to focus on that and not cause a disturbance. And she tried to do it in a really respectful way. And then the French Open just, like, 
completely, like, humiliated her Mm -hmm. and, like, ridiculed her. And, like, even their, like, Twitter account posted pictures of all these different tennis players, like, in the press conferences. Like, pictures from their press conference. It was, like, they understood the assignment. Like, a total dig on Naomi, Mm -hmm. who had, like, such a valid reason. It's not, like, it's not, like, uh, like, um... What's it like? Kyrie Irving, yeah. like just being like, I'm just not gonna talk, and we're like, okay, cool, like <laughs> you're annoying, but like she was like, this isn't good for my health, and I mm-hmm. feel like we should respect that, and then for her to be like, okay, fine, I'm just gonna step away, yeah, and it's been really interesting because like every athlete it seems like has like come out in support of her, yeah. and is like you did the right thing, and I just always think it's interesting that um, when professional athletes come out and are open about their mental health struggles. Mm. And I just wonder, like, how this will help um, push that conversation along, yeah. specifically in professional athletes. Like, mental right. health for everyone, but, like, especially these people who have so much pressure physically, mm-hmm. but, like, also there's such a mental strain there. Right. So, yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts on that? And the one thing that I was kind of thinking about through it um, is just, like, it's frustrating like the people who are in charge of the french open like they come out just looking so bad oh they look so bad even like women's tennis like kind of looks bad yeah just the way they handle the situation yeah definitely not her no and so i I was just like and this goes for a lot of things i would just like challenge people in charge to like think about like is this going to be beneficial for our sport if we go and make fun of one of our best players right now yeah and that's the other thing she's literally like super young everybody loves her kind of a trendy kind of person Mm -hmm. like getting new generations excited and then they're like we don't like you (laughs) so that just just didn't make any sense like who who in charge said oh let's go and ridicule one of our rising stars because that's gonna make everybody want to follow yeah french open tennis (laughs) yeah because the rest of us don't care so i don't know that was just like kind of frustrating um and then something else that was interesting this past weekend is Roger, I'm going to bur- butcher his last name, Federer, mm-hmm. um, he was playing the French Open as well, and he stepped down because of concerns over his physical health, and yet nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody said, like, it wasn't a huge, like, uh, thing on Sports Center. like, we got to talk about this, right. like, is this okay, we didn't... Like, everyone just was like, okay, yeah, we get that. Like, you have to take care of yourself. And I just wish that we could get to the point in society where if I say I need to step back because of my mental health, like, everyone's just like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally get that. So yeah. I, I'm i really proud of Naomi for doing that and being brave. Um, and yeah, because that's a huge thing. Because the French it, it's just so young. And, like... To yeah. sacrifice an ability to, like, win a tournament like and, that. And now she's saying, like, she's going to just take some time away. And she's, like, at the height of her career right yeah. now that she's... And, yeah, it's just crazy. And, again, tennis looks bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not her. It's tennis. The organization looks bad. Yeah. Okay. But, so some other headlines that happened last week that we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> um, this was a big one. And that is that Coach K... From Duke basketball, the winningest <laughs> coach ever, mm-hmm. men's or women's college basketball, is retiring. After this season. After this upcoming so he's got season. One, yep. one last season. So have a farewell tour, and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. 
And so that means he'll be gone. Roy Williams is obviously gone from North Carolina, and it kind of seems like we're putting an end to that era. Yeah, a little bit. And it's like sure. it's like we're moving into this new generation of college basketball, it mm-hmm. seems like. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely interesting because it's like for as long as I've watched college basketball, which is my whole life. They've been there. Um, they've both been there. And successful. Yeah, and very successful, exactly. So it'll, that'll definitely be really weird. Um, and Duke has already come out and said that the one associate assistant coach, who's basically like, I think, second in command, right. um, they want, they're going to re- have him replace coach k which i think is good because then we don't have to listen to a whole year of speculation over who's gonna replace coach k Mm -hmm. and they just got a new ad at duke and this takes the pressure off of her she doesn't have to feel like oh my gosh (laughs) i have to replace (laughs) coach k and i work at duke Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because it seems like this was something that was already like set in like planned from right. the beginning and he's actually pretty young and he has a young family his name's like john shire or something like that oh yeah and so that'll be interesting i mean nobody expects him to be coach k and somebody was like saying on like espn or something like coach k didn't come and win a championship like right away like no. it, he had some years of like rebuilding and like we, we're gonna have to expect that for duke we just haven't been used to that so. right yeah uh i saw this stat the other day it was like Coach K could lose his next like seven hundred and twenty nine games in a row and still come out with a winning record. My gosh, that's insane! <laughs> it's just like, wow, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So Coach K is good. That, at yeah, coaching. that just speaks to how great he's been for his yeah, entire career. He's he's been so good, and there's so many funny stories about him that I just love listening to. And I think the craziest part is that he denies that he has ever dyed his hair. <laughs> Which is not true. He's I, definitely dyed no his hair. There's no way! He's like... He's 74. 24? Yeah. And his hair is still like dark Pitch black. black? <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> yeah, I said, mm, I don't believe that, but he, he swears that he's never dyed it. So... And then, so the other big coaching move in basketball world last week was the president for the Celtics, so switching back to NBA, stepped down, he retired. So this is Danny Ainge, he played yeah. for the Celtics, he, Danny, was the, he yeah. was the president of the Celtics. Yeah, so he stepped down, and Brad Stevens, who is their head coach, who we thought, some people thought might end up going to Indiana to coach is now their president. And mm-hmm. now we all said, well, no, duh. Why would you go to coach Indiana when you can be the president of the Celtics? Exactly. So it all makes sense now. But mm-hmm. what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I was like blown away. Cause well, the first headline so I saw, young. exactly. <laughs> the first headline I saw was Brad Stevens is no longer head coach of the Celtics. I was like, yeah. what? He's like, he's literally been to the, the playoffs for eight, all eight seasons. He's coached there. Yeah. It's like, he, how did he get fired? I was just like, what? And then, I saw a text from you, and I was like, oh, he's going to become the the new like, president of yeah. the Celtics. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, I just don't understand why he wanted to do that. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Brad Stevens, really, but maybe, I don't know. Okay, so, well, the story of how he got into coaching is he was a waiter at Applebee's yeah. in Indianapolis. Yeah. And then just, like, got on the coaching staff of Butler. How? How does that happen? It's like, I don't know. He, I, I'm sure he had, like, 
background in basketball. I'm not sure exactly what it was. He wasn't just like some random off the street. <laughs> but like okay. he wasn't he wasn't like a basketball coach, any, any big name at all. And he yeah, yeah. To the Butler staff, and then he had those two the back to back like final uh, championship yeah, games yeah. run. And then all of a sudden, he's the Celtics head coach. And now, just like eight years later, so he's not even been coaching for near, for like maybe like 20 years max. And not, all of a sudden, he's like a president of a, a, yeah, like, he's so of a Celtics, young. which is arguably the biggest basketball, uh, biggest NBA team. Yeah, yeah, like huge market, super rich history. Yeah. The only one maybe better is the Lakers. Lakers, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. I'm interested to see who he hires to replace himself i have heard some rumors that he personally really admires and loves our girl becky hammond Mm. who has been passed up way too many times for a head coaching job in the nba and i i think that it would be so cool to see her get a job at a place like the celtics Mm -hmm. take a team that's already young and really good and just elevate them that much more and just show everyone that passed up on her like you missed out. Mm-hmm. I just think that would be great, a great move for her. Yeah. I don't love the Celtics, so I, bo- I won't become like a Celtics fan or anything. But um, the one thing I will say about yeah. that is I do not envy whoever gets the Celtics head coaching job. Oh, you got no. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Because, A, you've got the previous head coach as your new boss. Yeah. Who's been to the playoffs and eight he, years. And he's in been a row. very successful with a pretty young exactly. team all these years. So he's got lots of things that. Are gonna need boxes checked for you to be successful, and it's gonna be yeah, tough. Yeah, and I and Brad Stevens comes off to me like somebody who's going to be very like perfectionistic mm, and mm-hmm. like demands the best. Yeah, I think it's a good move, but so okay, that rounds out um, kind of like current events that right. we're gonna talk about. So we're gonna take a quick ad break, and then we have some more culture stuff later. And we're back with the second half of this week's episode. So we're going to start off with some new jerseys in the MLB. Because we Um, love that. We love that. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Cubs just today came out with new jerseys um, called the Wrigleyville City Connect jerseys. Um, So basically they have something from all 77 districts, like representing all 77 districts, right? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? They... So there's 77 neighborhoods, neighborhoods that's right. in that's Chicago, and they're all listed. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, I like the look of them, um, which is rare, I feel like, because I don't usually, I don't really like the change of the Cubs uniform, the classic. Um, but they do look good. I saw, when I opened up my Instagram feed this morning, and I saw, like, the their, like, video, of the, the, the promo video for them, I was like, okay, those look pretty nice. Um so yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on them? Well, we've already I've already said this on this podcast mm-hmm. that I like I want the Cubs to get new jerseys through Nike. And so I like that we have one now here for a special jersey for this year with the City Connect, which reminds me a lot of the City Edition jerseys of the right. NBA. So mm-hmm. I like this idea. I like this idea of adding in these fun jerseys that pay homage to like where these teams are at and like mm-hmm. important things there. And I, I really like them. I think that they did a really good job of not going crazy considering it's a new uh, uniform. Mm-hmm. Um but still adding nice little touches that are subtle but clean and 
so like for example um there's on the like arm there's a thing that looks like a y Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I know exactly where this is because I lived near it when yeah. I was in Chicago. And it's where all the branches of the Chicago River combine. I forget what it's called. It's something like Point. But there's like this one point downtown that I would actually go to a lot and like sit at hmm. um, or like run down there. So it's just really cool. That that's like on a jersey, I yeah. think. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I like I know that. I think what's also interesting is I didn't know this. I always assumed Wrigleyville was a neighborhood of Chicago, but it's not. Because mm-hmm. Wrigleyville is technically located in Lakeview, but everybody knows where Wrigleyville is. But if you just say Lakeview, not everybody knows where Lakeview is. Yeah. <laughs> Lakeview is really big, though, to be fair. Like, square footage-wise, I feel like, compared to some other neighborhoods. And, and it kind of gets overshadowed by the fact that Wrigley's there. Mm-hmm. So... It really is Wrigleyville and then also some Lakeview, but hmm. yeah, I really like the jerseys. I'm excited for them. Um, I'm excited for more jerseys like this to keep coming out. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my thought. Yeah. I like them. I mean, my one thing is I don't like, as long as we're not like completely switching the country. Yeah. Players. And I don't think they will. No, I don't think they will either. And I did like that they were like, um, they really wanted to pay respect to this idea of Wrigleyville and the idea of it being like a neighborhood team because that is what gives Wrigley its charm mm-hmm. is the fact that it's just a ballpark in a neighborhood right. and ultimately that's why everyone loves the Cubs it's just like the Cubs it's just like your neighborhood team so to have this jersey to kind of honor that is right. really cool and fun and I really respect that and like that a lot so yeah okay Anything else on that or? Okay, so now we're going to switch completely and we're going to discuss two trailers that have come out for upcoming Marvel movies that we have not talked about yet. So (laughs) we're not talking about the Black Widow movie, which comes out in a month, which trailers have been out for for a year and a half plus. We are excited about that one, but there's not much to dissect there because we know who Black Widow is and we understand where this story fits in exactly. the timeline and everything. So, but so the first one that was released, this was probably like a month or so ago, is the Shang-Chi mm-hmm. trailer. So the movie's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Right. And I don't know, what are your thoughts? How do you think it's going to fit into the MCU? Are you excited? Yeah. Um it's weird because, like, I honestly have no idea. I've never read any, like, or even didn't even really know who Shang-Chi was. Yeah, me like, neither. As a, in the comics. Um, so it'll be interesting because I just don't know how it's going to fit into the greater Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, but my instant thought was it, re- like, the trailer reminded me of Iron Fist, which is a Marvel okay. show on Netflix. Yeah. Um, so it's the same kind of, like, hand-to-hand style combat. Yeah, it's hand-to-hand, yeah. Um, with, like... Some sort of enhanced power, which I don't, I don't even know what Shang Chi's like technical it's, powers it's, it's are. It's the rings, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't even know really what they do. Um, so I'm really, really like a rookie in that in that area. Um, but it, it it looks interesting for sure, and I I like the hand to hand style. Like yeah, I think combat. it's fun because it's it's different, and it is a Marvel movie in a new culture, mm-hmm. which is always fun and. I would say about this and the Eternals, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. 
I think both of them look like really well done movies that happen mm-hmm. to also be like Marvel projects. And I feel like this is the new era of Marvel. Yeah, like that's fair. we have the top actors now, we have mm-hmm. the top directors now. Um and we're going to make beautiful pictures. Right. That also fit into our universe and feature like these key Marvel elements. Mm-hmm. So I think that one will be good. Um, I'm I'm just I'm sure he'll just be a part then of, like, the Avengers or the Young Avengers or something. I think that's how it'll connect. Like, yeah, that's my assumption is he'll just somehow get involved with like everyone else. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. kind of dis- in- dis- uh, membered. Membered, yeah. <laughs> right now, anyways, so it's like Steve and Nat and uh, um, Tony are gone, right. and like Thor's off in the uh, space. So, and obviously, with um, Falcon the Winter Soldier, they set up like um, Sam to be the new Captain America. And so then, and we also still have Spider Man, who I think those two will be kind of the like new heads of the new Avengers in a sense. So mm-hmm. someone will recruit him yeah. and I could see it being Sam. That's fair. My big hope for the show is that it's like Black Panther. Yeah, me too. That's exactly um, what I was thinking. That it, it like, just like does respect and honor and takes like these, this culture and just like elevates it in this beautiful way that celebrates it mm-hmm. in only a way that Marvel could do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I hope, too. So then the other trailer, which I'm actually more excited about this one, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because it's different. Sure, yeah. <laughs> more than Shang-Chi, is the movie Eternals, which is about um, a team of immortal humans with, like, superpowers who have been living on Earth since the beginning of time on Earth, basically, right. like, undercover. And, like, they say in the trailer, like, we've never interfered until right. now. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they have to interfere against these deviants. Mm-hmm. And that one has a star-studded cast. And also their director just won the Oscar for Best Director. <laughs> so I think that movie has potential to be, like, just an all-around great movie. Yeah. But I, I'm excited because it looks different, and it's it's always fun when we get, like, a new team yeah. into, like, when we, we we have the Avengers, we have Guardians, now we have the Eternals, so mm-hmm. what are your reactions to the trailer? Which we'll, um, we'll, we'll um, in the show notes, we'll put a link to both these trailers right. so you can watch them if you haven't. So my thought is there's, like, more range for this one than Shang-Chi. I think yeah, Shang-Chi is pretty set. It's going to be a solid movie, I think. Yeah. I think Eternals is either going to, like, surpass Shang-Chi and just be, like, an instant hit, or it's just going to kind of fly under everybody's radar. And, yeah. Like, it's going to be there. People, like, Marvel fans are going to watch it and, like, get, Yeah, always. But it's just, it's not, like, the greater, like, the public is not going to maybe, like, click with it. Yeah, so that's fair. I, I really see it going either way. Um, but the idea of it is definitely interesting, because, like, again, I don't know hardly anything about the Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah, it's fun because we're getting these new characters that are not, like, super mainstream mm-hmm. Marvel characters. Right. And we're getting movies about them and shows about them, so. Right. So, how do you think it will connect? Like, why do the Eternals need to act now? Uh-huh. Mainly being, why do they need to... <clears throat> excuse me. We know it takes place after Thanos and the snap because at the end of that trailer... They show them eating around a table 
table and they're joking like, oh, now that um, Captain America's gone, who's going to lead the Avengers? Mm-hmm. So we know that's the timeline of the movie. And right. It seemed very obvious because of that, that Marvel wanted us to know that that's the timeline of the movie. Yeah. So what, For sure. what do you think the... Like, why do they have to interact? I mean, the only possible thing, reason, is there's got to be something bigger than Thanos, right? Yeah. Um, Mephisto? It's not Mephisto. I I just had to throw that out. I don't have, like, an insane wealth of knowledge about Marvel Comics, but, like, Galactus, maybe. Yeah. Um, Just, like, some, some, like, next-level threat. Yeah. That we can't think of. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be... Because... We're gonna get like obviously they like defeating the deviants in this movie, but I think what we're we're both more interested in what you're kind of getting at is like where do they fit in, in the in the whole storyline, the, the yeah, whole story line. beyond just their like arc. do they just defeat the deviants and like poof they're gone again, yeah, or are they like here to stay and keep interacting with the characters yeah. and and so forth? So here's my theory. So we need we need like these big bad things to be happening that these immortal beings know about and can fight. Mm -hmm. And they have to be worse than anything we've seen before. Mm -hmm. And my girl Wanda in WandaVision opened up this whole idea, which we're going to explore more in Doctor Strange, of, like, this multiverse. Uh And, like, there's all this, like, dark magic. And it just kind of seems like we're just, like, opening up into this whole, like, other realm that we didn't know about. Mm -hmm. So I think... Because also we're pretty sure that's the connection to Spider-Man No Way Home as well. Like, there's going to be right. all this multiverse stuff in it and, right. like, villains and things from, like, other universes. So I think something's going to happen there. And I think we might even see hints of this in Loki, which mm-hmm. comes out tomorrow, Wednesday. <laughs> so excited about that. Watch that. Um I think we're going to see that, like, messing with time, messing with the order of things, Wanda and her chaos magic is going to have implications beyond what she meant. Mm. And they are going to have to interfere because it's these things that are too magical and powerful than the, like, Avengers could normally fight. Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely a good idea. So that's my (laughs) thought. I always have to bring the Scarlet Witch in. You do. So. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah. Right, that's going to... Oh, wait, we got to do our oh, game of the, of the week. Oh, game of the week. What's your game of the week? Um, Saturday on Prime Video, Indiana Fever and Chicago Sky Play. <laughs> Neither teams are very good. My Chicago Sky have only won two games, but Yikes. Candace Parker's been hurt like the whole season, yeah. and so have some of our other top players, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's a game that's pretty accessible to watch just on Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Uh, my game of the week is going to be uh, Suns and Nuggets their series and it's kind of cheating again um but i mean mvp yeah Jokic versus number one seeded sons no number two seed number two seeded sons sorry excuse me um yeah yeah that should be good. good one to watch so yeah that's gonna do it for this week's episode of ianese evening exchange